rise and shine. It's a new day. It's early breakfast with Africa Milani. Uh, Low shedding is having a negative impact on the ability of the National Department of Health and the provincial health uh, departments to provide services to the people of South Africa at health facilities, hospitals and clinics. And of course, this has a direct impact on the quality of patient care. Joining us on the line is the Deputy Minister of Health, Dr. Sbongiseni Lomo. Uh, Deputy Minister, a very good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Melania, and good morning to your listeners. Uh, in the presentation you made to Parliament yesterday, you noted a number of the health facilities that are exempt from any and all load shedding, and they include some of the bigger academic hospitals as well as regional and district hospitals. But uh, quite a number of the network of um, facilities are unfortunately susceptible to load shedding. What impact are they having on your ability to provide healthcare services to South Africans? Yeah, no, thank you very much for this opportunity. The the impact is as follows. We do have in major hospitals, I mean, like you say, all hospitals, generators to support us. But those generators are meant to support us in the event there's just an electric fault and the tripping of the electricity in that space, in that unit, not the whole hospital. And therefore, it is meant to support and back us up in the areas like theaters and the ICU, uh, the generators we have are not really meant to give us a support of a long absence of electricity, four hours, five hours. Number two, it's not really been meant to support us to boil water for the whole hospital and actually provide cooking for the whole day. Now, that is now compromising and in fact, even supporting the fridges up there in the pharmacy and everywhere else. So the absence of um, electricity is really affecting us a lot because uh, a theater that was supposed to work full day is probably now working half a day or not a day at all. And the patient who they've been operated on today is delayed to next week or the other time. So that is actually delaying and affecting our normal functioning of hospitals. And I, like I'm saying, the generators are meant to support specific areas in the hospital, not the whole hospital. Now, therefore, it means you may sometimes have to go without hot water for the hospital, and you may delay supporting the, 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 the patients with the food. Uh, and uh, so that is what you say. It, it causes an impact. It has an impact, negative one, in the quality of service that we give to hospital to, to but, patients. But then those delays could be indefinite, right? Uh, just about every day since uh, the start of 2023, we've had some level of load shedding in South Africa, and the plans are for certainly the foreseeable future for us to have some version or some stage level of load shedding. Uh, these delays then will be persistent in the healthcare facilities. Hence, we then had a team led by the DG of Health uh, nationally meeting with the head of distribution in ESCOM from from the 22nd of September 2022 to say, here is a list of 213 hospitals that would like to be exempted, if you could. And then they have exempted 76. The delays in actually exempting all, uh, if I could give you an example here in Cape Town, Kailish Hospital, for example, 
is having a, a, a line that it shares with the community around there. So now you can't separate until you inject some money to separate in the, in the grid, the line to the hospital and the, also the line to the hospital. Same with the Polokwan. I can give you examples of the hospitals we submitted, but uh, you, you are not able to uh, actually separate them immediately until you have some infrastructural renovations to remove them from the main line that is supporting all others. So that is something that we need to budget for. That is something that is already being discussed. And uh, hopefully, uh, if we do present it, I know we have pre- we have prepared a good case uh, that we have to forward to national treasury to say these hospitals would like them to be also exempted. But for ESCOM to do that, we need to separate the lines from the rest of the community where they are actually located. Uh, the budgets you're talking about, will they be included in your departmental's budget uh, debate that's going to be coming up in the next few weeks? So is it included in this uh, upcoming fiscus or will it be for future fiscuses? Hopefully it will, will be included. Maybe it will be included in the revised adjust, adjustment budget because the, the, the officials are finishing off those uh, detailed presentation, including the detailed presentation that we are making with the discussion that we have with CSIR to say, can we also improve and put solar systems in hospitals? You probably recall a solar system to your house, to my house, is probably a smaller one as compared to what we are going to put in hospitals. So there's a start that is being done also to inject that type of support. And the the preparation, the, that study, we are told by our officials, would be finished by April so that we could then, if we are accepted, if it is accepted, it could then be kick off, it can kick off in June to support us work, both with the solar system and two, the other 46 hospitals that have to be separated from the main grid supporting uh, the whole area where they are located. If all that is actually uh, done in this uh, and, and, and within the timeline that has been projected. So it should probably kick in in this new financial year. Of course, maybe not on the budget uh, announced today, uh, but maybe on the adjustments that will come in to, to support us or maybe uh, under this uh, national disaster uh, programs that we will be working on also soon. One of the concerns raised during that briefing to the National Council of Provinces yesterday by the Western Cape Health MEC, Noma French Mbombo, was that the exemptions we're talking about for the hospitals is up to and including stage six. Once we tick over to stage seven or even possibly stage eight, then it's fair game. Do you have any assurances from ESCOM and Treasury that the exemptions will extend to whatever uh, stage level of load shedding we need to endure in this country? That discussion we don't have. We don't have those projections. But she was raising a very uh, uh, important point that uh, we need to be very much mindful that uh, today is stage two, stage four, and maybe it can go beyond. Like I'm saying, the capacity that we do have which keeps us going is the capacity that actually is within uh, the size of the generators we have. And because you are right, some of the hospitals have got two, three generators to support. But that actually tells you of the limitation of the capacity. Once it goes beyond particular stages, we really are struggling. So hence the need and the agency to really put this uh, item on the agenda. <clears throat> and uh, one was actually making is to say, uh, uh, though it's not a right, it's not a, 
uh, other people may not like it, but maybe you can actually say if you do have a, a, a problem in the low quality of uh, education, you then make uh, you make students not to get well, good results, and maybe fail and come back the following year. But with us in health, if you don't give quality health now, you then might compromise patients and you may not bring them back next year to do it again. So so we, we were even much more pressurized to make sure that our systems are really uh, uh, up and running quickly and optimally so that we don't get into that space. So her concerns were really, very valid in terms of the discussion. You opened the door, Deputy Minister. Let me, let me walk through it then. Uh, there's a constitutional obligation for this government, therefore your department, to provide adequate health care to all South Africans. Are we failing at that now? That is why we are really pushing. No, yeah, no, we are saying we do have we do have to give an optimal healthcare, and in some areas we are really struggling to do just that. And uh, I cannot but generalize because that is why the discussions that we do have are to augment that to make sure that we do not really fall into that situation where we actually collapse the system. So. We are the biggest, we are the second biggest. I mean, 41% of the national budget goes to education. 35% goes to health. So really, if we would wish to have much more, it would be an ideal situation, but we would probably be squeezing other issues much more also. So it's just a matter of uh, can we really be able to make do with what we have and maybe uh, uh, forego certain things uh, that probably are things and then maybe you have fewer and cleaners in the hospital and then buy more diesel now with the money that you need or have. So it's a very difficult, challenging situation, which, by the way, the National Treasury is always uh, uh, supporting us and looking into those processes. So I say we have we have really not up to the game. We are trying our best within the okay. constraints that the government has. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Dr. Smung Seni Loma, the Deputy Minister of Health, unpacking some of the concerns that load shedding uh, is having on the ability of government to provide adequate health care to all South Africans. Wake up. It's your early breakfast with Africa Milani.